Hi everyone, welcome back to Bright and Faithy. My name is Takia Chanel and I'm so, so, so happy to be here. Um, this is episode five in whatever season this is. It's my Rhythm and Vibes episode, the first of uh, hopefully a series where I interview Caymanian artists, regional artists, hopefully international artists someday um, on what their thoughts are on the state of culture, their art and what it means to them and what their aspirations are. So today I have two very, very special guests in the studio, old friends who have joined me today by special invitation um, and I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves. Yo, what are you saying everybody? This Tev. What's good? I go by the name Z next day. Glad to be here. Okay, so I may slip up and call you guys by your government names. Is that okay? Oh, Lord. Government name. Yeah, but well, right. I've known you when only the government my was responsible for you. My name is Kevin Vernon. Wait, yeah. you know my government government name? I know your government government name, but I never called you that. So, okay. but we're just going to keep it. And keep it cool chill. Here. Yeah. So I invited you here today, number one, because I've noticed that my good friend, long t- longtime friend, has been putting out some new content lately. Um, so how long have you been into music in general? Because I've, as long as I've known you quite a long time, it's been, I've known you both all my life, generally, mm-hmm. and known you decent, well, Yeah. the last 10 to 12 years. Boy. All right, I made my first song in 2004, right after Ivan, however old I was. Um... And just started getting back into music, I would say, since 2016 or 17, after I came back from Oakwood. So I'd say it's seriously about five years. Okay. Five. And Nick, um, I've known you to be since since Oakwood. Oakwood was our alma mater for anyone who's listening. Um, since Oakwood, I've seen you become a serial entrepreneur and doing well at all your projects. So what has brought you here and brought you and Tev together on the current projects you're working on? Zen. Zen. Um, just an understanding of he or, he or she who feels it knows. Um, we we kind of realize that we're seeing the same issues in the community, the same issues in regards to uh, culture and the state of creativity in our islands. And to answer your question, the passion to make a difference, um, that's what's kind of brought us together. Okay. So... If I think now of the projects that I've heard so far from you, um, I wanted to start with Keymanian Boy. I listened to the track and the first thing I thought was like, okay, this is a sound I haven't heard before. So what is what is your mission in that case? Like, are you trying to create a sound that's endemic to Keyman? Of course. So Nick and I are working on a project called, we can say that, yeah. KY Sound, mm-hmm. right? It's to... Really and truly to create culture in the sense that Cayman lost its culture, lost the sound and all that. The only thing we have to remember sound for us is the... Mm-hmm. You understand? So we said, all right, why haven't we pushed further since then and mm-hmm. created new sounds and, you know, push the artists and stuff like that? Where are these people or whatever it is? So I always said to myself, all right, the only thing we have left as Caymanians is our accent because mm-hmm. we've been influenced by so many other people and other cultures and stuff like that. We just lost our identity. And I mm-hmm. said, all right, cool. The only way that we can get that back is through our accent. So I put the accent raw, raw in the song. You know what I mean? My, my viewpoint on that is, you know, having traveled a bit and um, seen different scenes, uh, listening to music, like, you know, Toronto has a sound. You know, you know, the West Coast has a sound. The East Coast has a sound. Um, Lagos, Nigeria has a sound. Our next door neighbors, Jamaica, have multiple sounds, sounds upon sounds that influence in the whole world. What does Cayman sound like? You know, what's mm-hmm. the sonic representation of, of our islands? And how do we incorporate our history, our culture, and try to cultivate something that the new generation of artists can identify as their own and then feel confident um, to, to express on a track? And so, yeah, that's why we came up with the KY sound and we've just been moving from that place of identifying what we sound like and and giving other artists the permission to, you know, to hop on a wave and create a scene sonically mm-hmm. here in Cayman. Yeah, I think, honestly, when we even listen to the radio, our radio stations, um, we don't have 
even hosts that sound like me, mm-hmm. much less artists that sound like you. Uh, so I think that's one of been that's probably one of the pillars behind Brighton Face. See, like I really do want to make Caymanian people comfortable with hearing themselves and hearing their own voices and seeing their own faces. Like when I think of turning on a TV in Jamaica compared to here, there's programming and representation of Jamaicans. Mm-hmm. Um, and Caymanians, we just don't have that. And it's just because somehow in being hospitable, and I talked about this on my episode with Zosha, um, and being so welcoming to everyone else, we just kind of, you know, you've made your bed so comfortable that you just can't sleep in it no more. Like, it's mm-hmm. just no longer, it doesn't suit you. Um, so this this hospitality thing that we have, which has made us so much money in the grand scheme of things, the whole concept of being hospitable, we've just kind of not created a place or a lane for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that, a lot of times when we talk about our culture, we talk about heritage, what used to be like mm-hmm. nobody is taking a fork and greater anymore to a kitchen and having a party. Like it's just not what we do anymore. Um, and it's okay. That's where we came from. But like there has to be a way forward, a way ahead. So shout out to you guys. Like salute to you for that KY sound. And I hope a lot of artists just take it up. Um, do you have anyone else right now that's following, like riding that wave? Yeah, of course. You have many other artists actually trying to use the accent and stuff like that. It's just um, getting the other people here to accept it. And under Zen Productions, we have um, Johan Fitzgerald, who is a part of our team uh, Mm -hmm. with the same mission in mind. But I think you really that patriarchic. Well, yeah. I need the accent itself to be Mm. something that's recognized by the world. True, true, true. But definitely. But also thank you as well. Thank you for starting conversations that need to be had. I'm, I'm putting you on. I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, I know. And thank <laughs> you for having these conversations uh, through through our perspective, uh, in this generation's perspective, and through our creative plight as well. Um, uh, I was talking to Teb about the the episode with Sosha. Like that struck so deep with us because mm-hmm. those are conversations that we have all the time, mm-hmm. um, and even Sosha like. All of this is just tying all in because in the conversation with, with Zosha, right, uh, she was talking about, you know, the things in history and social studies books that are missing in terms of our history and why we can't move forward um, in our culture because we're not accepting certain things. Well, the things that are missing in those textbooks, like Tev, Tev and I know because we were in class with her, like, you mm-hmm. know, so we saw and we, when she was talking about the racism and discrimination and colors and all of that, like, we literally heard, we know her experience because we were, we were literally there. You know, mm-hmm. and even tying into you, right? You didn't know Tev before this, but I mean, we were in class together. We went to Oakwood. You met Tev there. You know, we saw you at um, Art, Art and Soul. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh. We saw we saw oh. the beginning of your journey. You know, you up there with the greats, you know, Nakaz and mm-hmm. Ayana and all of those, you know? like Yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to Art and Soul. I really want to bring them here one day. For sure. Um, When I start writing again. <laughs> But we'll talk about that. That's actually been because Cayman doesn't have an outlet for me, number mm-hmm. one. So I, I've See, written since. Right there too. Um, I've written since, but definitely finding a place to perform. And I, I think I was so vulnerable there. I was able to go to Oakwood to the States and become like a, a stranger. Mm-hmm. And my art was able to speak for itself. And I feel like one of the reasons why artists don't create here is that You'll get up there and you'll be someone's child. You'll be someone's sister, uncle, father. Like, you have to worry about who you represent. And your art just can't be your art. You just dropped the gem right there. The fact that you go away and become a stranger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's now like you open to, oh, shit, I can become who I want to become. Awesome. I, like, I actually like this. I can express myself this way and not feel a way that, oh, my cousin over here going to be judging me. My mm-hmm. friend over there don't like that, so I can't really indulge mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. You understand? So. Yeah, I remember getting up on the stage um, at the Naked Show and talking openly about... Um, having an abortion and then just kind of like praying to God that nobody will call home to Cayman mm. and say that that had happened. Uh, and it, it it still to this day kind of messes with me, right? Because I was able to be transparent with a room full of strangers, but my people who go through the same things as me, people who actually care about mm-hmm. um, Caymanians, my, my brothers and my sisters, almost quite literally, they, I kind of had to keep my guard up because it's like, certain things we just don't talk about in our society. Right. And then because certain things don't, we don't talk about in our society, there's certain type of art that I just stopped producing once I got back here. Mm. So Brighton Facey is really and truly me trying to challenge myself out of that. Like, I 
I had kind of came back and confirmed right back to the same society that I had started to detest for being too repressive. No, I get that. I feel like you see like how when the slaves, um, they were making their folk music, this, that, and all them kind of stuff. I feel like the purpose of me trying to create the Cayman song with the accent is more like a cry for what's happening now, the fact that we lost our culture. Mm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So me just trying to insert the accent any way that I can, because I did acknowledge the fact that you have dancehall, you have reggaeton, you have this, and where dancehall came from, ska, all these kind of yeah. right evolvements and stuff like that. I said, all right, cool, Cayman needs to have that. And you know what's killing me right now? How come this country, right, has such great infrastructure? You know, we have wealth all around us. But when it comes to the cultivation of our culture, like, where are drip at, man? The people like, listening. Nah, see, like, why is our culture not drippy? That's, that's what gets me mad. Like, why don't we have a scene? Like, why don't we have... It is, but it low-key. You know? No, but that, that was, what's crazy is that, like, I've had... Fun fact, I practice on my podcast in the shower. I, like, I talk to myself and I hear what the guest says back and everything so I can be prepared. Because okay. otherwise I will... <laughs> like, you know how people who can sing, sing in the shower? I can't sing anywhere, so I don't bother with it. So I'll go and I have my podcast in the shower. And one of the things I was thinking about um, is we don't consider culture export. Because if mm-hmm. I, I promise if K-Man starts to consider... We like money, we're famous for money and money-related things. So if Cayman starts to consider culture an export and the people who produce and drive and shape culture as um, valuable assets and put money behind them, then we would see a return on investment. But because we don't see culture as an export, we see culture as an import, we bring in other people's culture to make them feel comfortable. Like, even if we think about it, when you... You think we didn't accept our own culture before then? Or is no, this the No, as I said in the episode with Zosha, we are colonialism perfected. We were... Yo, that was so chilling when you said <laughs> but that. But it, it's true. Yeah, it's true. We've, we've been able to make almost everyone else in the world very, very comfortable here. Um, because we... We come in like... You know, like the flavor of vanilla? Vanilla's in almost everything. Mm. But once you put, you put vanilla in to enhance the flavor a little bit, but... Very rarely do you find something that just tastes like vanilla. Mm. Yeah, it's so we're a vanilla place and we do vanilla things and we provide vanilla vibes so people can come in and add their own dash of spice around it. I was even thinking the other day, like Caymanian restaurants, they're few and far between. Um, mm. Like you can go for miles without getting true Caymanian food. And why Why is that? It, is this not the Cayman Islands? Were you here? again? This whole cultural talk goes deeper to what you call Cayman and food. You call them a turtle, um, conch, and this and that. Mm-hmm. Bahamas do that too. They got yeah, but they cook it so. their way. Like we're talking about art. We we know we know yeah, about it because you think about pirate. I don't. You don't make me dig on my show. Yeah. You are my I show. Know, I know. You come here and you find out <laughs> where I am, you. and we're not going no further than where I say <laughs> right, we go. Cool, cool, cool. This is my shit. <laughs> but yeah, I understand what you mean fully. Um, where I think. Y'all fit in with music. Uh, I I can't think of any time like since the is where we've heard came on in music like in the club, for example. And it's and one thing is that whenever we uh, somebody does the wave and does it right, we don't let it go. Like, and it still wasn't even with the accent. It wasn't. Sorry. No, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't with the accent. Um, but then shout out JG. But is that what came on is wanted to hear? Like. But it's more to it. The too, accent. Like. Mm-hmm. It's about yeah. making you fall in love with it, regardless of how you feel about where you think it should be. It's about you just falling in love back with yourself and then searching deep again. Okay, all right, Tevin, bring in mm-hmm. this to the table. How can I expound on this? Or, okay, how can I put this in my paintings? Okay, how can I put this in anything, any cultural art that you're mm-hmm. doing? But even in, the, even in the content of the music itself, like, where's the Caymanian storyline? Like, mm-hmm. where's the plight of... All the young people that are going to be listening to and bumping the the the, the mm. tracks, like how how do we, how are we supposed to identify with the things that we're hearing if the things that we're hearing is not of us, you know? Yeah. Um. And you know, sometimes I think it with us being kind of vultures of other people's culture, there are things that we force here, like we can't really talk about walking out and hearing a whole bunch of gunshots be in, but if you hear popcorn sing about it, like you you relate to that. You feel it in your core mm. as an artist. Um, that's just because we have 
adapted it so strongly. Like, we really just started to believe that that relates to us. You're not saying that things aren't hard here. You're not saying that we don't have people who struggle here. Like, there are, there's true impoverished conditions, people who have seen crazy things. Um, but I, I think where we are now is someone, there's a renaissance happening in truth. Like, there has to be someone who's come behind it or a group of people. It's not going to take one person to a say, martyr. okay. Mm. Not, not even a martyr, like a leader. Like but, we, just, we need but, a lighthouse. But people who are willing to be the martyr, even yeah. if, if it if it takes that. Yeah, I mean, something that it been pissing me off since I was very young. Like I don't know if you remember, but who's got the best darn burger in the whole wide world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all these. <laughs> singing about Burger King, Burger King and all. Like you remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And to be real, they, they weren't really the kids that lived off of Burger King. Like, there was a generation of kids that were, when Burger King was cheap and accessible and their parents had to work hard all day, like, Burger King would be the only thing that they could get hot on their stomach. Um, they weren't represented, and now here we, that, that has had to be at least over 20 years ago. Um, we still kind of have that. Like, we have no, we don't make room for people like us. Um, and when people from overseas come here, they're able to, like, really take charge of things. Like, when I turn... I don't listen to Cayman in radio as much anymore. Um, thank God for Zosha. Thank God for Rico um, for being, like, the only two people that I can actually listen to and tolerate because I hear just the experiences on talk radio of people who aren't Caymanian, um, and the things that they'll say and just the sheer ignorance just because they come here and they get Cayman as a created version of what it's supposed to be. It's like, Cayman is assimilation. It's an app. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not real. It's not, it's not real. Because the reality of Cayman, we know it. And I I think that because of the culture being missing so long, we don't even know how to articulate it. No. We just know that this is not what people see every day. Because I was going to ask you, because um, this directing it back to the music or even the perspective so that I can carry that out of here too. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you see Cayman culture... Define Cayman culture. Culture as it is now or culture as it was. I know Cayman heritage. Both. I'm not even talking about the transition, but just on both ends. I need time to think about that. So, um, See, that's a problem. Bro. Let's take a break. Even if the, you ask the Jamaican, he can even even if he don't get to the extreme end or the beginning, sorry, he can tell you somewhere in between and then the next man can chip in and say, yeah, and then, and then push it further, further, further. Mm. We don't even know where to start. Christopher Columbus, okay. I mean, Turtles. there are, there are certain realities okay. of Cayman, I think, that have not changed. In general, we are kind people, and I think that's the problem in a lot of ways because we're a passive people. We've let, In general, we are kind people. And you think about, look at the world, the rest of the world, war-ridden places of the world, other places. In general, we are kind people. We allow, we have more patience than a lot of our neighbors. I would say passive. Passive. And I would, I would, I would go as far to say, kind of kind, kind, no, <laughs> came and kind, no, not a thing. Kind, no. Yeah, no, of okay, we're so kind we're, people. we're def- for sure passive people. Um, we're a lot harder on people we think that we can intimidate, mm. and those are a small subset of people. Um, we aren't, we don't have a good sense of national pride as of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not proud. Like I, like I'll hear people talk about like our national teams and things like that, and. They treat them like they're watching regular TV, like regular Premier League football, not understanding that these are people who volunteer on behalf of their country, whereas other countries, they get paid. Um, where are we in culture right now? Sensitive <laughs> Culture moves forward, forward when, when people have respect for the arts. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm realizing. And we don't necessarily care too much about the arts here. Like, the young people here are going to be the ones that are going to move everything forward, right? Mm-hmm. So there needs to be a bridge that ties Cayman's heritage with whatever young people have the balls to create an identity. We need to work backwards and forward to, to kind of... At the same time. Yeah, to kind of bridge that gap. I agree. And that's kind of why you couldn't necessarily identify you know what i'm saying like there's a huge there's a huge space in the middle mm-hmm. and who has the balls to, to fit that i mean and the challenge of our leaders is that i think 
we've been told for some time that it's coming, that the change is coming, that the investment in culture is coming. We've been told that. I think I can think of quite a few platforms where Kiman culture was at the forefront. I'm at a place now where I can't afford to wait, you know? And so all we're doing with Zen Productions, managing mm -hmm. this kind young man here, Tev, um, what I'm doing with my lifestyle brand, Zenixter, is kind of attempting to show show the difference. You know, it's not, I'm not trying to sell you anything. You have to buy in, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's like, if you identify with it, then cool. But at least, you know, there's something, there's someone and there's something out there that's trying to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And I think we are, why I feel like there's hope is that we're no longer at a place where people are, yeah, people are making fun of it, but you, you, you gotta admit that it has a good ring to it. I think people who are kind of jeering or mocking um, the investment in this cultural renaissance, they start to show themselves as ignorant and start to feel stupid. And I love that. I love making people feel stupid. It's like a pastime. I think, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think, yeah. Come on, let me call you out on your bullshit. Like, yeah, you are stupid. Yeah, you think that we should be okay with how things are and came on is fine the way it is. No, it's not. I don't even think we have time to be worried about those people at all. Like, there's, no. there's so much to be, there's so mm. much to be yeah, done. Like, we're doing over here. Yo, there's yeah, well, so much grounds to, to yeah. but that's my point like um i think there's there's gonna definitely seeming like there's more of us mm -hmm. the change maker and the the cultural the people who are gonna lead like i was even looking at um when we last felt like i was trying to identify a time where Kiman felt like Kiman, and i can't say in the last 10 years i think we've I can't say. I can't think of an event, a national event. It or... stopped to me when Christmas died, bro, when I realized, oh shit, the place doesn't look like how we look again. Like nobody's back in sun. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hello. We're, no, we're no longer kind of making an investment. Christmas became capitalism. I think the first time I came here to Cayman and there was traffic on a Black Friday. I think when I was home and I realized, oh, people were doing this dumb shit here too. Mm. I think that that's when I say that the culture had really went missing and we had fully imported all the other ways of the world. On a bigger scale, the whole collective is using other countries and other cultures over other countries yeah. as influence. Okay. So simple. Until and what we, we expand that to be, even if it's just a select group that everybody, like you said, respects, then no, we can turn the attention from everywhere else mm. to this group here that is supporting the culture or creating culture, I should say. But I'm, I'm glad you said that because now we're going to take a moment to listen to your song, Ghana, because I have some questions about that. Because that song is not about K-Man. Necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. So we're going to take a mini break. You hearing it? Cool. And that was Ghana um, by Tev. So we were just talking about your initial song with Kimanian Boy. Uh, and now this sounds completely different. So I think it's important for you to kind of explain where your thought process was in creating this song and this sound um, and why it still applies to how passionate you are about Caymanian culture. All right. Um, first of all, it was, again, backed off of the accent. And then I said, all right, cool. In my journey, my personal journey to find out and identify what our roots are, I said, all right, cool. We're all stemming either from Jamaica or some Hispanic, whatever, right? Pour it up, pour it up. They brought me wine, guys. Right. Pour it up. Yeah, a little right. ASMR I never heard so, before. Yeah, you're on this. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's either, why learning now recently is either on some Hispanic thing, because I hear that the Cayman and accent coming from where it was. Somebody said something in, is it in, where it is, Honduras? Yeah. Right? So that's where the Caymanians have the accent from. And then, no, obviously, the mixture of the culture with the Jamaican culture. And I said, all right, cool. I need something rooted for this. 
what do we know closest to home in terms of culture? And they said, all right, cool, reggae. That'd be closest to us, right? So mm-hmm. found the beat and I said, all right, cool. How can I spice this up? Again, with the accent. So I just, again, like what I explained to them, whenever you hear the first couple of lines of the song, I've been repeating that in my head. So, yeah, I just repeat that. And it just flowed on since, and you know. And I think it's important to note for most of us, I think there's a very small subset of Caymanians who can say that they are 100%. Um, for you, I know that you are... What, how, what percentage came on? And if you had to think about it, like what percentage came on? Uh, <laughs> enough, really and truly, yeah. Because see, you see, why it's so weird now and shady, in a sense, because my whole family from Jamaica, but me being born here, raised in the culture, mm-hmm. I know this as my home. I said, all right, cool. I want to identify with something over here. Then, obviously, growing up, I realized, and okay, everything is influenced outside. So, so. Bam. And I think that's the thing. So when, as you guys are cultivating that KY sound, I think it is so much deeper than just what sonically hits the air because we can't be mm. ourselves without oh, okay. those roots. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think because of, again, our history kind of having that erasure, we don't acknowledge that we, we, we need Jamaica, we need Honduras, we need Cuba, we need all those other things that make us a melting pot. We need them to be who we are now. I can think of so many times where I wanted to do more things like um, to take my poetry and turn it more into acting and seeing that, okay, all the people who I know who are actors right now, um, like I, I've never set foot into Prospect Playhouse and I, I, I hope they don't think this is shade just because I don't feel welcome there. It's not my type of art because it's not Caymanian art. It's hardly Caribbean art. It's people dragging and dropping and putting art on top of us. and It's a whole tree. The yeah. whole topic we'll be talking about is a tree in many branches all over the place. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so it's, again, something that people have brought here to make themselves comfortable. Like, and I, like we have so many examples of it. Like, from me going to Turtle Farm and them giving me a meat pie, which was a party, and charging me $6, <laughs> to now, like, there's so many elements of our society. We just kind of, we just really let a lot of shit slide. Mm. And I think... We need to, at the same time, look back and say, okay, these are our roots. These are, this is where we come from, and we acknowledge them, but at, without giving everything up. Mm. And I think that's why I like the fact that you have Caymanian boy and Ghana, because you understand that both can coexist without yeah. cancelling or stifling each other out. Also, but it's also to, to just introduce the other side of it, too. Right. And that. I'm thinking about it from another standpoint, too. Like, you're an artist, and you have to playing on, on a global scale and so having a song even though we know the ethos of what we're doing is the ky sound and we're moving from that space as an artist is important that you showcase that versatility mm. you know what i'm saying and so, you have to have reach exactly so but having you want me to tell you something what's up everybody here who try and be an artist trying to make it or else why are you doing it all right mm-hmm. so here's the problem you try and sound like everybody else mm-hmm. why well, try to put to everybody else to make them realize what's happening when you hear, like, all right, my favorite artist, Kendrick Lamar, right? When you hear American artists on a mic, think about it. That's their accent. That's how they talk. So when they go in on a mic, they're literally just talking in rhyme, in rhythm, and melody, right? So I said, okay, I have to do use those elements with the Cayman accent. And it sounds tough. I love it. I fell in love with it. I love it. And I want you to love it. Matter of fact, you go and love it. Mm-hmm. You have to love it because it's you. It's the only thing that I see out here now that you can identify with and say, yo, this is me and proudly carry it to India, any country, and say, yo, listen to this. Mm-hmm. This is how I talk. You like my accent? Oh, boom, here's an artist that sounds like me, but he doing it in music, mm-hmm. melodically. For example, I, I, sent, I sent the song Fiend to my barber. My barber uh, took a trip yeah, to yeah. Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Had that blaring through the streets of Jamaica, right? I didn't tell you this part. He, he went to a party plugged that up they had that going crazy like well that's good to hear let's get let's so i'm saying yeah people people like to people and he was like oh yes the international artist but whatever the case is like people like to hear a different song from then so that was the main point i would try and drive first Mm -hmm. to all the other came on and artists here trying to make it in music stop trying to sound like them they can't do what we can do you understand Mm -hmm. they cannot do what we can do and we do it effortlessly i doing it right now these are the two beautiful people here with me doing it right now. You know what I mean? So try to incorporate that into your music as much as you can. 
because that is what gonna make you stand out the most. It gonna make you unique. Your sound alone. You remember, say everybody have unique voices alone in us. So, mm-hmm. with you incorporating the accent into it, trust me, you will make it. Yeah, I agree. Hey, you guys, I feel so proud right now. I'm having a big sister moment here, looking at the two of you guys. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly have no additions because I agree wholeheartedly. One of the things that I wish for a community artist and I want Brighton Faces is to be that space is to be able to have the conversation on top of it. Like, it, forget about views and likes and all of that and getting caught up in the social aspect of it all, but to actually be able to come and stand behind what your craft and what you've created in a public forum and say, this is why I do it. Uh, I think that there are some people who are content with just creating as a release, but there are some people who are meant to do more. Um, and this is not me being arrogant, but I think with me and this platform, I think it came from a point where I, I speak freely, I speak, a, I talk a lot naturally. I work in communications I as a mind, career. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I work in communication. So I, I'm always trying to find a way to get other people's messages out. And it got to the point where my brain was so clouded and calculate about the way I said things. I was like, oh no, I gotta have to fix this shit. Like I gotta have to just say exactly what's on my mind and get it out so I can continue to process and work with other people's messaging. So that's the reason why I did it. So I can clear space for so I can professionally do what I need to do. But I know that ultimately what my purpose is, I feel in life, um, my God given gift is to take that same energy and put it behind messages I really believe in and people I believe in like you guys. Mm-hmm. So that's the goal. Um, anyway, shifting gears. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But you're doing this like I. I hope you're not. I hope you don't ever take for granted and downplay like the fact that you've manifested yourself to this whole thing that you're doing right now. Key thing you said. You know what I'm saying? Manifested like, it. Like for me, I can I can remember sitting and seeing you on stage and being like, okay, like I I remember seeing that there. Mm-hmm. And then just taking about Oakwood for a second, like mm-hmm. you know me joining me joining the aliens right, and then taking a Jamaica tour. To, I'll be sang at Edna Mount, and that's the school that Zosha went to. So I was able to see her. Mm-hmm. So imagine the storyline of me, Tev, and her in class. You know, me and Tev leave, go to Oakwood. We meet you at Oakwood. You there doing your thing. I go see um, Zosha in Jamaica while I'm doing my thing. And now here we are all sitting here, and, and Tev and I are on, are on radio with Zosha tomorrow morning. It's like everything mm-hmm. is kind of yeah. coming back all together. So don't ever downplay the fact that you're doing big things and you have a lot more to go. I'm excited. I'm excited for all of us. And I think creators will create and they'll naturally be drawn to each other. And I, like I said, I, as you guys heard on the episode, I didn't know Zosha before. Mm-hmm. And I think Zosha represents so much more than just who she is as a person. Like I love her so much and I talked about her so much that I think she's like the new unofficial co-host of Brighton Facey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think where I've seen her excel and really shine is that she's bloom, she blooms where she's planted. And I think that's something all creatives, not no matter what you do, no matter what your art is, the thing is you really truly have to look at the materials you've been given and create regardless. Um, when I started Brighton Face, it was with my phone in a little room, in, in my living room. Um, and I did it, I just put it out there and I didn't know people were listening. And one of the people that were listening was Vic, who you met, who was... Um, one of the leaders of the link up and SRP. So now he's giving me a space. So I'm looking around and I see a space. And now that I'm in this space, uh, you also heard me talking about him, but what, how I feel like I can enhance that space and make it bigger so everyone can win. Uh, because like I said, creatives, we create, we're born to create, yeah. period. It's, it's just a matter of, it's like breathing. It's, we have to. We just have to. Like, I can look at any time in my life where I've created nothing and done nothing, and I can link depression directly to it. We were all created to create. Mm-hmm. Um, you said a key thing just a while ago, you know. Um, some create to release. And I feel like I told them to go and use their accent and just put it in a song. But me who write music, I know, okay, yeah, he said go put it in a song. Let me just write some words, you know. Nah. Picture this what I do. Picture yourself having conversation with your bridgings, right? I did this a lot of times. I, um, of course, asked permission after the fact, like, okay, yo, I just did this. You want to hear this back? So I would record our conversations. Um, if I go link up with my bridgings or okay. something. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Just like years back, man, to be honest. Mm. And I would play that back. And if you hear 
how the accent dances and even how we rhyme naturally. That's what made me even love it even more. So I'm not going to tell you, go record all your friends, now, and then you go chat your stuff and then you go put yourself in problems by just saying, um, pay more attention to how or the conversations that you have and then express your feelings based on those things in your music. Yeah, art, whatever art form you choose. Um, yeah, yeah, cause right. I think, or, yeah, just embracing. I hold music head, so I just <laughs> yeah, yeah. the rest. This, this. <laughs> They're gonna leak into the rest of them. Yeah. yeah, no, but I think it all ties together because you're talking about the organic creation of something. There you go. Yeah. Um, so of all the content you've put out, you've been putting out great stuff, by the way. Um, but I really, really like Tiki Talk. So can you play it? I wish I had knees. Like, why would you put out the song <laughs> when I don't have no knees no more? Like, I don't have no knees. So you I can't do... <laughs> I can't I do what's gonna... necessary. So, like, you know how people out here want to get their body done? Like, I wasn't they're... supposed to be playing this today, yeah. guys. Oh, oh, no, no, you're no, not. No, no, it's fine. It's all good. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I asked for it. I beg for it. No, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Um, you know how people cool. want BBLs and, like, new titties and, like, flat, but then, no, I want someone to come do my um, knees. I want to get my knees done so bad so I can, like, participate in things like this. Nothing wrong with your knees, fam. Oh, no, Seven years of flat football, everything's wrong with my knees. Yo, I forget you used to play flag football. Right? Yeah, and All if right. I walk out of here, you'd hear every step I take because my knees crack. Jeez. Oh, please cue up the song. Right, and those days. All right, this is Take a Talk by Tev. Let's go. <laughs> it's still connected, right? You are the artist on your black tiki-tap. Yalla wild out when they drop tiki-tap. Can't stop, drop the crack tiki-tap. Drop the bass, make it knock. Black like Barakar, could have white like a map. Hey, girl, give me that tiki-tap. Tiki-tap, tiki-tap, tiki-tap. Run a back flat, make it clap, clap, clap. Me like that, double tap, tap. Put that on the ground, flat, flat. When you're done, bring it up, right back, back. All right, I'll tell you why I love this, right? I love this because I can still hear your real essence, like you as an artist, right? But it sounds like you're having a blast recording this song. Okay. I feel like you probably went into the zone and pictured this being played in a party. And you've seen somebody dance to this song. Like I, 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 I feel like I got a chance to glimpse inside your mind. So like when this song was being created in particular, mm-hmm. and um, as a side note, this will be released not tomorrow, next week. So the public is gonna hear this after it premieres. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. 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 So where were you? Like, wh- tell me, tell me what your headspace was when you were creating the song because I, I feel like I was there. Three o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> on a Sunday? <laughs> I just wrote it. So chill out. Uh, yeah, my creative time would be like early morning. So between that was a two to four in the morning and I just cruising on YouTube as usual and came across the beat. And as soon as I heard the drop, I said, good God, have mercy. And then I immediately started writing Flow Dot. Again, like I say, it all spontaneous. So... I heard the Afrobeat. So, okay, 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 okay. So, I saying, all right, cool. I have to make it in the music industry, right? I have to stand out. I have to do all of these things. I said, all right, cool. I don't think the Caymanian sound can get me to blow up right away. So, I have to use what's familiar now, what's in right now. But still, in a sense, keep my originality and whatever, whatever, right? So, my roots, Jamaican, Caymanian. So, I heard the um, Afrobeat and I said, okay, cool. I can slum some yada raw tunes on this or lyrics mm-hmm. and that was just that I can't really give you like a whole story like oh you know Tiki Talk came from my picture and a girl dancing <laughs> like this and, but um, that's what I hoped you would say but I'm, I'm glad you you were you kept oh, no, it kosher well, from my set in my head um, you had the hottest on your block Tiki Talk <laughs> I said alright cool <laughs> <laughs> tell me this more I really right. want from my set Tiki Talk I said ah cool there's a dance for that Mm-hmm. Or there's going to be a dance for that, or something like that. So I agree with what you said. You know, I realized when working with you, Tab, I realized that oh, a truth moment. Oh, okay, it, it's about one of your many docs that you dropped too. Mm-hmm. Um, just getting into your flow state, and you were saying that two that two to four a.m. is that flow state. So it's not. I can mm-hmm. see where Tiki is coming from, where it's like, oh, what's the meaning behind this? But it's more of it's more of Ah, uh, okay. Just the expression. I, I'm there, Like, yeah. you get an it's opportunity expression. to, to yeah, yeah, express. Yeah, 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 because it is. Not, not necessarily what you're going through as it relates to the song, but no, you're an art, like, 
a creator is going to create. That's one thing a creator is going to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So once you get into that flow state, you all the, all the factors as a journey, as a journey, just, all the factors try to come together. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how the thing's created. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Find out your formula. Yeah. Get in your yeah. flow state. To get into your flow state. And it has to be yours. Like, it, it can't be someone else's. Because I could tell you, I could tell someone, like, oh, this is how you start a podcast. And this right. is how, these are the mm-hmm. steps you take. And it just won't work for them the same way. Just because that's not how they're supposed to go about it. Um, I think as alchemists in life, like, there's so many, like, we are given pretty much the same resources. But the way things happen, happen that way for a reason. Yeah, the chemistry is very intimate mm-hmm. to yeah. you. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I if I think about it, when I first went out for art and soul, I was like, oh God, these people are not going to want me to come on the stage because I have an accent mm-hmm. and I was getting made fun of because that's when I wasn't sure about Oko. They used to make fun of you for the accent? I, I, I actually have almost, I had, before you guys got there and there were more Caymanians, you have to remember, at that, that first year I went, it was just me and Kevron and Rossworth. Oh, wow. And I forget the Caymanians. I would just going to say that. Like, I don't know any other Caymanians. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and we got to remember, those guys, being how students they were, they went to their classroom and to the calf and to church. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, so me, I come and I'm social um, when I was social and I cared about being around people. Uh, thank God for growing out of that. Um, <laughs> I I went there and then I'm talking to people. I remember this guy was just like, oh, there's going to be a quarter wash day. I was like, oh, wow, well, like, a quarter? He like, oh, 25 cents. And I was like, I know what a fuck a quarter is, sir. <laughs> I know how a much it is. A quarter wash day? Yeah, but yeah, so they, they would set the washing machines to 25 cents for wash and dry. So you'd be 50 cents to wash your clothes. Awkward? Awkward. Before you guys got there and made inflation happen. Good times. That was a big, that was a big <laughs> deal because, anyway, not everybody used to wash their clothes. <laughs> and a styling them who have to do that, you know what I mean? No, no. <laughs> I was excited for that. I, I washed everything. I had washed things that weren't dirty just because they were 25 cents. Uh-huh. I'm not going to apologize for it. But anyway, so having the accent made fun of and then going up on stage and then people like, oh, weird. And then I had been writing poetry all my life. Like, I can go and find books from when I was like four years old. Like, my mom had yelled at me. Yeah, she and I wrote actually a po- dope, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dope, dope. I wrote, dope, a, dope. I wrote poems about like getting yelled at and stuff like that. And my mom she get really annoyed at me because after she, I get like a beating or something like that, I'd write her a letter mm-hmm. telling her how the beating made me feel and things like that. Like, I was a really annoying child when I think about it. I really it. love it, bro. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, I was hyper expressive. They used to send me stuff too and I'd just been like, yo, mm-hmm. this is it. And then when, when Oko started to get hard, um, when being away from came out, started to eat at me and I had other things going on. I think those four years were like the, they really, really were rough. Um, and I started to find art as a release and like realizing that, okay, if I can sit down and I can memorize a poem and I can go from writing to memorize to performance in three hours, then shit, maybe I can do the school thing after all. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so you use that as a tool to boost your confidence in the social life? Not not the social, like just everything. Like it's, it, once I started to create, I felt limitless. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't, I felt like stagnated. And I couldn't, like there was a time I couldn't, when it came to like dating, I couldn't get over him until I had wrote about him. So if I was with somebody, I can't write about him. I, I can't, I can't. Like it, I, if I'm with him and I'm happy or content, I can't write. But the minute I put my feelings, that that's how I get over you. And I think the worst thing, something I had said to someone is like, please don't talk to me because you're going to become inspiration. Like wow. don't, because I'll put your business on front street. I'll like. No more wine in the left. No, <laughs> the wine done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh. Like, please, please don't talk to me because like wow. I will. I'll have to heal from you. And I remember, like, even looking back at my notes now, I'll see things from 2014 where I think I was really, really done with my first love. And I was looking back at it, and I was like, wow, like, I really wrote him out of my life. Like, I wrote him off. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got back to Cayman and I was just started to live and make money and just kind of live this midlife, I couldn't I couldn't write. Mm-hmm. Um, today, today, honestly, would be the first time I wrote in a long time. Because I had something that was real interesting, just being a block um, emotionally and spiritually, and I had to get it out. And I may never share that, but I knew I was coming here to have some type of artistic release, so that's okay. I feel you. For the level of how dope you are, I really think you deserve a platform. For soon, 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 soon. So what we do, we're going to lay the groundwork, Brian Facey. We're going we're gonna to lay the ground. This is the foundation. And then out of that, I think all those other things will happen. Like I said, I am going to manifest Face the FM. Like I want Cayman to have a radio station, a digital radio station, wherever, however we do this, that is for us, by us. 
okay. in a meaningful okay. way and advertises our businesses that puts Excellent. money in our pocket, all of that. Yeah. So that's where I see this going after that. And out of that, I would like to see Facey Productions, like TV, all of that. Like, we're just really making things happen that reflect who I am as a person. And then there are... There are other people like me. I can't. I can't say I'm in this alone because I couldn't do. I couldn't have this platform without people, without listeners. So. So just like how I tell him, um, I see him with the billionaire aspect of being rich with networking. I see you with influence. Right. Mm. Mm. I just let that be. <laughs> yeah. You know what's really gonna help other young creatives and persons to kind of help um, cultivate the culture traveling like i realized that our Yo. our mutual experience at oakwood kind of sta- um stands out in this conversation but i've seen how much that has a, like has mm. impacted my life you know like styling for movies in la music videos or even mm. just choir stuff like going to russia latvia mm-hmm. you know, um, wales london like all of those experiences and then coming back to cayman i the the lack of a scene in arts and entertainment is so loud for me mm-hmm. that, that it, it it forces me creatively to do mm-hmm. the things that I'm doing now. It's not even like I, like, it's not even like I want to have oh, the time. Yeah. It's like, oh, it, I feel like it's my purpose, you know, because I've seen how dope other scenes are. And mm-hmm. it's like, we, like, I actually like my quality of life here. Mm-hmm. Why can't I enjoy the arts and entertainment as well? I think... You might have touched on something, the fact that we may have it too good. Mm-hmm. Like, if we were painfully hungry and art would be the only way we had out. The same way with almost everything. Like, if sports would be the only way that someone could make food, um, be able mm-hmm. to feed their family, like, we would have better athletes. Like, if we had no other way out. Yeah, adversity definitely pushes you. Yeah, so I think we, we've, like I said, as we've made the world comfortable, we've gotten comfortable as well. No, I totally get you. Who's calling me? Like, yeah, no one calls me ever. Even, <laughs> even to touch on what she said too, because she was like, oh, she had problems when she went in Oakwood with her accent. Mm. I had the total opposite experience. I was adored for my accent, which made You're me... welcome. <laughs> no, but you're good though, because it led you to being here right now doing this podcast. I can't relate. I don't sound like anything. Yeah, you're a whole different species. <laughs> but yeah, I was adored for having the accent and being a whole head turner type of thing and head turner yeah you thought you were cute huh uh, no but looks (laughs) i said yo matter of fact oh they heard my you knew it was so and i'm not gonna lie to you tevin tevin you use it as a back in the day you put it on strong like you came from like like you were just walking the dog in the home yeah (laughs) sorry i wouldn't be myself let you get off completely like you cool no i didn't say i look great as matter of fact cool point you said head turner head turner because you know what most people hear you, they're gonna look back and say who it is, and then they're gonna match. Damn it. right. Yeah. And I never really looked that off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So True. she said, mm. anyways. But, <laughs> yo, I, I'm a wild fuck. No, right, that's I'm fine. That's saying, fine. That's fine. No, I, I can't say I didn't use it too. I, I think I used it once and then it backfired because. But you just gave it. Wow. Yeah. All right. Cool. That support. I used it once. I used it once. Like. I, I thought about, like, I go and get this man to turn around and look at me. He did turn around and look at me, and I, I, could, talk, I could call him but right I now. I didn't use it, per se, to get women Not just female there. attention, I, but you got attention from guys. it. Yeah, but you my didn't. frame of mind at that time, it was more like, yo, I have this superpower, and yo, my people back home don't know say it's a superpower. Mm. So yeah. I need carry this back home and tell them say it's a superpower and make them believe that. You know, right? I just wanted people to just stop talking and ask me, like, can you say this for me? Can you say this mm-hmm. for me? How do you say money? The worst thing, Caymans. Oh, yeah. Caymans. Yeah. Oh, you from the Caymans? Oh, you from the Caymans? The Caymans. So, the- anyway, to hear you know. Oh, you, you're from Jamaica? <laughs> no, my yeah. superpower was the fact that I was just younger than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. you were. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Annoying. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And very intelligent. So Hyper intelligent. Like, yeah, yeah. You yeah. said annoying? It was annoying, yeah, because I thought I was young for being there, and then you came behind me. Oh, you were super young. You were yeah. like oh, 15. Uh, like, 15. And I had no business there, really. <laughs> I had no business, but you came and you like knocked it out of the park. Like that's cool, <laughs> really. Okay. No, but think about it. You he couldn't do nothing. You could really legally you could do nothing. I mean, I still because I mean, Alabama was nine. You got everybody. Everybody yeah. did stuff. It was nineteen. It was like twenty one. No, it was no. It was nineteen to be considered an adult. So, so like 
Think about it. Um, he, he went. He went to Oakwood before he oh, could get into an R-rated movie by himself. Yeah. Okay. Wild. <laughs> oh, crazy. No, but, but yeah. Yeah. even though those things were taking place, I'm so glad that I joined the aliens. Like, mm-hmm. because instead of doing those things, like. You couldn't just join. I mean, I got in you know, or whatever the case is right. because it was like... So again, don't blame yourself. Jesus. So push that. No, nah, yeah, but, but, but yeah, it's like I was... This man bad with music too. Oh, God. Well, go, yeah. Hi, very, very talented. Crazy. Talented music. Crazy. But yeah, but the point that I'm making is yeah, all right. like instead of doing those things, I was like out and about, like hotel room to hotel room, traveling, meeting a lot of artists, singing in front of thousands, singing at Restore Art. Like, I was doing a lot, so that kind of exposed me to a lot as well. hmm Yeah, I think... I don't know. I'm just really... I'm really glad all those experiences happened because I think if you guys hadn't come, then we wouldn't be here. Yeah. We wouldn't be here. Everything ha- happens for a reason. Of course, I was lied to. That's the reason why Barking came up. <laughs> so, my whole thing kind of different, but it's a... It's a yeah, but expensive. The, sa- the same way, like what Zosha said, and for me, my intention was to go back after a year or two. Everybody wanted to go back, but I'm like, glad I'm here now. Yeah, because there are things that happened to me um, formatively that had to happen here. They couldn't happen anywhere yes. else. Mm-hmm. I had to have a certain support system. I had to be closer to it. Um, if I was still there, I can't say I would have had this level of clarity because something about being where we were had an added level of comfort. And I think in a lot of ways, to be real with you, because of that spiritual aspect and the religion that came surrounded that community, it was almost more comfortable than came on in a lot of ways. Because you can mess up, mess up royally and then come behind it and give a testimony and you get the support to bounce right back and do worse if you don't have that Damascus change within you. Mm. You think you've been... You think you've been... Um, held back in any way since you've been back home? I held myself back. There you go. Mm. I mean, I thought you were going to say something else, but mm. that's what it is. Mm. So why did you hold yourself back? I held myself back because I am weird. Like, wanting this... Weird is good. No, no, no. I know, no, no, no. Of course. Saying, I know it's I'm good. the weirdest thing I've But know. I'm just saying, I, <laughs> I, when I came home, I will say I made friends... And I think I mentioned on the podcast before, like I had got really arrogant, got super skinny and was hungry and therefore was a bitch to almost everyone. Um, that was crazy. Yeah. Hung- hunger makes you do crazy things. And I remember hunger for like a year. So I was really mean to a lot of people. And for that, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I, on the podcast, Brayden Fistis. No, sorry, I, guys. No, I'm sorry for who I was then, yeah. for I did some stuff. Um, and the type of country, <laughs> company I kept, yeah. um, the type of places I went and the reasons why I did a lot of things I did was just because I wanted to fit in at the standard of what Kiman was like then. But then I had to dumb, I had to really dumb it down. Like I remember having conversations that actually like trying to force my mind to go numb and even being like, even drinking and Smoking when I used to smoke um, <laughs> to, to try to be able to stay on the same wavelength of people. And then I, I was like, damn, this, not even this don't work because I hear I am in a heightened state of mind and I still feel like I dominate down. Like I, So I ha- kind of went and became a recluse then. I only had myself. So now, now I'm coming back out of my shell. Kimon doesn't have a standard. Of what? Because you were just saying about, oh, holding yourself back because of what came on standard was back then and all them kind of things and whatever it is. It was a low standard. I never said it was a high standard. It was oh, low. I thought you were saying you, you didn't want like, to No, I mean, all right. So, of... for example, on, I didn't push myself to do anything besides just be calm and be regular. Like, I tried my best to fit in. I tried my best to go to happy hour every Friday. I tried my best to um, just spend all my time in the hairdresser. I tried my best to, like, just be... Typical, and I couldn't. I just couldn't because mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. not what I was okay. called to do. Yeah. But I tried. I really did try. And I met typical people along the way. And now those people are in my life because I just, that, <laughs> that's not my ministry. I wasn't called to be typical. No, you're so, special, man. Yeah. And I think it's okay for people to say that. Like, look at yourself and say, okay, I see you, sir. I see you, mom. And I respect you. Like, I think you're a great person, but mm-hmm. I just not going to be here with you long. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. And I'll, I'll move on past you. Um, and it's not because I'm considering myself above you. I just, we're not parallel. We're not, we're not running the yeah. scene. The vibe's different. A part of it is you have to, I have to say this carefully, but you have to really not care what other people think. Mm-hmm. Like, 
These are things that we always hear, so I want you to elaborate. Quick time on that. I mean, it's... Because you haven't thought host in my show. Ah, sorry about that. I say I want you to elaborate on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, go ahead. You can go ahead, because I say so, not because Tevin says so. I want you to elaborate on that. Yes, ma'am. Just the places that we're coming from, like, realizing that you're special and accepting that. I think I think a lot of creatives struggle with, like, with their self-worth. Um, and... A lot of the expression of what the, what they're trying to relate to other people is is the fact that oh you're out there being working this well I know for us as entrepreneurs or you know not having a nine to five it's like there's a lot of pressure that comes with that um, and you're trying to almost match up with what you see out there so do my creative pursuits match up with wherever your 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 next promotion or whatever the case is so what what I'm saying is you that's that's too much noise. Like mm-hmm. you literally have to stop all of that. A lot. I know each of us in this room right here is an overthinker. Mm-hmm. I mean, we discussed it Chronic. before. Yeah, Chronic you know. Overthinker. So it's kind of like you're not bad, let me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you just have to realize that, like, you just just cut the noise. Like you're here for. Like, look at your trajectory. This is what you say to me because mm-hmm. I'm blind to my achievements. Like for real, for real. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like because I'm I'm so focused on, and hellbent on where I'm going. Next point. It's kind of like. Stop thinking. Stop caring. Don't look at the sidelines, man. Just mm-hmm. run straight ahead. Mm-hmm. Run straight ahead. Where you're going? Because the, the, as you were saying before, once you make that move, the 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 road in front of you will open up. Mm-hmm. So just keep going. Don't 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 watch the sidelines. You yeah. Got it. One of the things I think for me that I had to kind of come to terms with is when I got to Cayman, and this is no shade to anybody who's doing this right now. Once I got back to Cayman, and people realized that I came back home without a husband, they're kind of like, "Hmm, what was wrong with you over there?" Like. You just wasn't doing that. You didn't do something right. As a woman, you guys may not have the same plight. Um, And then, so I've continued now and I'm about to turn 30, not married, no kids. And even up to Sunday, my grandma was like, oh, you should have had a husband and two children. And I said, I hate to tell you this, but a man is not an accomplishment and children are just byproducts of a reproductive process mm-hmm. in at grand scheme of things. Yes, you raise them. Yes, you care for them. Rick like yeah, yeah, but at the end of the day, I don't it's very rare that you find people who are being intentional about having kids who are my age. Because yeah, I can go and have this husband. Husband's easy to get, especially for a Cayman and female. All I have to do is go outside immigration and boom, married. Like it's not hard Jesus to Christ. <laughs> No, but people marriage is easy to get. Like and then as far as children, same thing. Like if you not even easier. It's even easier. On your back. Bing bong. <laughs> Bing and a bong and you have kids. No shade to people who have kids. I love children so much, but I'm just saying. Like, it's it's easily attained. Um, But what I'm doing now, that takes effort, that takes thought, that takes actually, like, getting my divine connection with the Lord, like, together, like, understanding that I have a purpose beyond just existing. Because I could cheat. I could I have the cheat code to life, I think, for a lot of people. The easiest way around it is just to exist. Mm. I could try to work middle management, retire, dead off. The end. You knew that there was a Tiki Smith here. Maybe if you decide to think about me. I don't think that that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to leave a mark on a culture um, and have a place in history. I think that's what I'm supposed to do. You're doing and, it, not how you're supposed to. You're doing it. Yeah, and yeah, how yeah. I'm going to do it is making sure other people get there with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. A very important lesson for you. You can't take everybody. Mm. Facts. Simple as that. But everybody not supposed to go. And the thing is, I. I but like, you gotta know who. From to early too. From early too. Who you can't take. True. You already actually know. But you're trying you can't to hold be on. The, you can't be the piss off sometimes for trying. I, I think. I think all, some all those things shape character. What you said to me too, uh, when I said, "Oh yeah, but I tried in it, whatever." Oh, he said, "Who can't or who doesn't want everybody to mm-hmm. come along and who doesn't try?" Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it just in our reality. So, you know. Yeah, I learned that thought. Snip, snip sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. Okay. And I, so. can, I maybe stretch my hand back down later on. Big but feeling. I got to make sure I get up here first so that we I can then help you. Where are we at time-wise? I want to take us out with a good song. Hour. See, I oh, told you that my social battery expires. I start to feel like the tingles. Like <laughs> I have spent too much time with external energy and must go. I must go. Oh, yeah. Just staring at my forehead too long. <laughs> I can't right, even see yeah. your forehead no more. You're, you have done massive work with your forehead. Like you and Rihanna have the same consultant. Like your forehead don't look like how you used to look. 
<laughs> it looks so good at the gym. Even Philip over there dying from yo. No, no, no. You, this you, is the conclusion, you, you know? Stop hosting my show. You're on bright and face. <laughs> You're on bright and I'm kidding. Nothing's wrong with your forehead. This you brought your it host? up so I couldn't miss the opportunity. Thank you guys for bringing wine and being my... I don't say my best guest so far because I've had some good guests. You know the vibes. But you guys have definitely made a good time. I want you guys to come back. Are you talking about some drink chomps things? Drink, yeah, I need to find out where I'm going to host a drink chomps episode because I feel like I want to invite almost everyone I've had so far for the season. And I don't want to disappoint you too early, but I'll tell you something. <laughs> I anti-social, you know? I know. I really... Mm. I help you put it on any way form or whatever it is. You know what's on. Edit point, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, we don't really have to edit that. Oh, but don't let Tevin bring down the vibe before the vibe actually happens. Like, uh, yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. to come if you don't want to, Tevin. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, pick a song to take us away um, before we wrap it up. Come on, boy. Um, my name is Tia. This has been another episode of Bright and Facey. Bright and Facey is produced in partnership with SRP, Smith Road Publishing. Smith Road Publishing is home to Platonically Speaking and the Link Up podcast. Please feel free to listen to them. My sister and brother podcast when you get a chance. Um, I can't wait to hear from you again. Follow me on Instagram at takia.chanel and go tell the lady to let go of my Instagram at Bright and Facey. All right. Thank you so much, Devin. Take us out. Tell me what it is, tell me who in a Where by the vibe you come from, I can't tell you maybe ja My accent bubbling, industry struggling To keep up, keep up, my neck tumbling in Voice trumpeting, speak up I can feel the waves coming, I surf that so easily I tell vibe and meditation, peace and love to be with me Things going on in the background when nobody talks about and I ain't here to kill a vibe, just pre the musicality. Please do not be mad at me, be mad as me. Dope disease, fiend, zine. Brown sugar, how it sweet your air. Sweeter than any mix up your hair. Put it together, hands up in the air. Loving my life, it's a F the fair. Who cares? Comparison, none. He dope check. Black check, veteran check. Chill out and roll a big split for the ganja. Oh yeah. A true island boy. I came on young boy.